Hello, everyone. My name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. We don't need to burn down the whole patriarchy with our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> So, Christy, what have you been up to since the last episode? Yeah, I'm just going to start us off like rolling in the deep here because this is... Oh, God. We need another COVID PSA, unfortunately. I promise this is the low point of the episode. <laughs> you didn't come <laughs> oh here God. for the... <laughs> You didn't come here for the depressing empty purse. But what's been happening since the last episode is that I had one family member who very suddenly and unexpectedly passed away from COVID and another who is now Shit. in the hospital with COVID. <sighs> Not family I was like very, very close to, but they are close to family, like people that are in my nuclear family that I care very, very much about who are in a lot of pain now. And both of these things were just totally preventable because both of those family members who the one who passed away and the one who is now in the hospital were unvaccinated. So oh boy, not just sharing this to share my trauma. I know we love to share our trauma, uh, sharing this because please, please, please get your vaccines. People like they don't just prevent infections. They also prevent severe illness if you do get an infection. So I'm very sorry to hear. I'm so, so sorry to hear shit. Yeah, it's just, it's this feeling of like, I mean, it's really, really tragic. And tragedies like this are playing out all across our country, all across the world, mm -hmm. when they could have been prevented by something that is freely available. And it's just sort of like heartbreaking on a yeah. personal level and also just heartbreaking on like a societal level that so many people are experiencing so much pain that is avoidable. My mom always says, you know, learn from someone else's mistakes. Don't learn from your own. Yeah. Um, You've seen, like, you all are hearing of people suffering every day. Don't wait until it's your turn. Like, just learn from their suffering. Mm -hmm. The vaccine is free. I think we posted a link one time. I'd where to look to find. I'll post it again. Please get the vaccine. We'll post the link again as to where you can find places to get vaccinated. It's completely free. It's safe. If you're worried about the efficacy, it does work. And for those of you who are also worried about the fact that it's a vaccine that was previously not approved for use by the FDA, now it is. The FDA has given it its full approval. So there's nothing stopping you from getting this vaccine now. There are no excuses. Please mm -hmm. get it. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> taking a sharp left turn. In a turn that will surprise no one, we had another very extra dinner party. Hey. <laughs> It's becoming a theme. <laughs> Regular listeners will remember the tour of Europe from a few weeks I ago. Do remember this. this time we took it back to the Renaissance. The Rena the, the who now? <laughs> the Renaissance. <laughs> I don't know. Her. I, don't, I always say we. For those who haven't listened for a long time, my husband is an excellent cook. I sit around and drink and make comments and clean dishes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my contribution. But yes, we went to a Renaissance fair last weekend and apparently this was some like culinary inspiration for him. So we had we had people over and we had, let's see, what was the Renaissance menu? This thing we found that were called Renaissance Cristinis. I don't even know if they had Cristinis in the Renaissance or if someone just named it this, but they were real good. <laughs> they were like little Cristinis with manchego, prosciutto and pickled cranberries and apricots. Those were delicious. What's the connection to the Renaissance there? I don't know. Uh, but we also did little like individual pies, like pork pies and butternut squash pies, because we had some 
vegetarian friends among us. <laughs> Homemade bread, we did minted peas. We did a blackberry herb goat cheese salad. But I feel like the most renaissance -y part of it was the dessert. The recipe was from the British Museum. British History oh my God. Museum. Translated from Old English, which they had the Old English there. <laughs> Practically unreadable. The British History Museum had helpfully translated this recipe for something called cherry pottage. Pottage just meaning a thing cooked in a pot. You know, <laughs> it sounds I tempting, fucking hate right? this so much. <laughs> so we had cherry pottage for dessert, which was confusing, but delicious. It was like you have a pot and you put in cherries and a fuck ton of wine and bread and like cook it. I was just going to say. Like blend it. And it's like somewhere between like a pudding pudding and like a bread pudding. Pudding pudding, pudding pudding, pudding pudding, pudding pudding. That's exactly what I thought this was. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, is this a cherry pudding? Just a fucking cherry pudding. It was lulzy as hell, but we made it fancy. We put it in a martini glass and put like little puff pastry bullshit on it. And it, it looked like it wasn't called pottage. <laughs> <laughs> After the Germans, the English take the, pardon the pun, cake for worst, worst cuisine in the world. Oh, really? I would say English food is worse than German food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you ever had a scotch egg? I have. The English people must have brought it over from colonial times. We used to have those a lot as kids. First really? of all, that shit is tasty. I will stand by oh. scotch eggs and say they are not terrible. Hot but take. everything else over there, they can <laughs> Okay, so for those of you who don't know what a scotch egg is, it's pretty much a hard boiled egg that is deep fried after it's coated in sausage and breading. So you are just eating a casing of sausage and breading with a, a hard-boiled egg on the inside, and it slaps. I did not realize that the, the scotch egg had made its way to Nigeria. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah, Nigeria was colonized by the British, and they yeah. even brought their bullshit with them when they came. <laughs> and it stuck. I guess that one stuck. Everything else, though, did not stick. The scotch egg stuck, and I think there's a good reason why it stuck. <laughs> oh yeah, we also went to, there's like a very bougie wine store near us, started by some folks who I think used to work at like a big box wine store and decided, let's start a wine store that sells absolutely nothing that you could buy in a regular store. Of course. Which is like not great if you want to just like get something normal, but if you want really random, interesting shit, very helpful. Got it. So my husband and our, our neighbor just like go down there and come back with like ale and mead and blueberry wine and all of this nonsense, which wow. like I really enjoyed. They were like very funky. One of our guests was like, she was trying it. She was like, oh, this is interesting. We were like, we, we bought regular beer too. You don't have to drink the weird bullshit alcohol we bought for the theme. We're going to drink it because we're extra and we're here for the Renaissance theme, but we also brought- You don't have to. We also got normal drinks. As they say, you gotta see through my boy. If I had been there, I would have been that lady, except I wouldn't have had the courtesy to say it was interesting. I would have said, motherfucker, this is rank. <laughs> In those exact words. Oh, although our neighbor who who is also an excellent cook who who does these dinner parties with us has like a professional camera. So he was trying to like take some pictures of all of the setup and the food, food and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if camera shutters like make a noise that's not audible to humans. Our dog, Beaker, is terrified terrified of this camera the the shutter went off and like the tail tucked under the ears went flat and he went running off to the bedroom we were like what in the oh my world? god uh, poor beaker so <laughs> that's neither here nor there but if someone knows about cameras and why on earth my dog is terrified of a camera shutter noise <laughs> please tweet us because what 
<laughs> what was the reason? That's been my life, extra dinner parties and COVID. So I haven't consumed any content. It's been a wild ride. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say mine was not as wild, but I'll tell you about it anyway. For the very first time, I went to a clothing optional beach last weekend. <gasps> Yay, you did it. You know this nonsense that people do with the body positivity and all that nonsense? <laughs> Look, I love it for everybody. I, on the other hand, I just don't care. It's not the case where I'm like, yeah, everybody show their bodies. I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I went. I was like, oh, I've never been. Let's just cross this off the list. Let's go. So I went. And what I thought was going to happen was that everybody was going to be either on two spectrums. Those who are trying for the first time, like me, maybe completely shy. And people who have been doing this for many, many years are just going to be extra as fuck doing the most. <laughs> no, I was pleasantly surprised. Everybody was just chill, minding their business, just out there just vibing those who had like nice music had we actually were the people who brought the ratchet music but i'm sorry about that <laughs> look we came with the megan the stallion and the cardi which by the way that was my weekend to like get hip to new music so i was out here searching um new hits and i was hands on my knees shaking ass on my thoughts yeah, why the fuck you in a club when it is wildin'? i was out here doing the most and then like people who like if they hear your music bopping from across the way they'd walk over say hello to you tell your music is great they'd introduce themselves really nice very polite i was so shocked the most civilized people i've met have been at a fucking nude beach. <laughs> I was impressed. I was so impressed. But anyway, that was a great time. There was this one guy who fancied himself a Maplethorpe, which I thought was fucking weird. He was walking around asking people, oh, I photograph people with beautiful bodies. Can I take a photo of you? Mm. Came up with some people that had come to introduce themselves to us when we were there. And I was like, you go ahead and take photos of them. Me, my dear, I want to see a fucking camera near me. My rate is 3000 per shoot. Can you pay my fee? <laughs> and that's exactly what I was thinking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I wasn't saying no because I have some kind of reservation about nudity my reservation was this motherfucker if he gets successful up to photo of my black ass literally my black ass and he doesn't cut me a fucking check i can't have that <laughs> that was my that's exactly my problem i was like this motherfucker's gonna take these photos go hang it up in the fucking moma and i'll be an unknown for the rest of my life meanwhile he's getting paid fuck him that's why i said no so after that i went back and i rewatched king of voice 2 if you listen to last week's episode or before it, I talked about King of Boys. It's so fucking good. I went back and watched it and I was like, yes. Also, also, I watched. Well, I was on a roll this week. By the way, I have so much shit to do this week <laughs> that I think my brain just got overwhelmed and I did none of it. Yeah. And I know I'm going to pay for it next week. I'm going to pay dearly for it next week. But you know what? That's a problem for next week. We'll worry about it when we get there. <laughs> I watched The Chair featuring Sandra O. Oh. It's like a comedy-ish. I don't want to call it a dramedy because there's not a lot of drama in it, but it's featuring Sandra Oh, and it's a pretty decent show. It's about, spoiler alert, I'm talking about The Chair. It's a show on Netflix. Sandra Oh is the first non-white man to be the chair of the English department at this prestigious university. And she gets to be the chair, and all of a sudden, shit hits the fan. Her department is going way left. Their budget is getting cut. Their student enrollment is low. They have like d different faculty members who are tenured, but they're extremely old, and they are not with the times. So of course, kids don't want to enroll, and she has to like try to fucking get them to be up to speed. Oh, it's just all this hilarity that ensues. It's a really good show. It's only six episodes. It didn't take me very long to get through. And then I watch another Netflix movie, Kate. It's pretty much your standard assassin movie. Like I've seen this plot before. I'm sure. I said, okay, spoiler alert. Kate is a new movie on Netflix. It's an assassin. She's suffering from acute radioactive syndrome. Apparently somebody poisoned her and now she's out, you know, with a vengeance. She has to go find the person who poisoned her, but she only has 24 hours to live. And of course she's out here doing stunts and stuff just to kill, killing everybody up the chain to go find the person who actually ordered her hit. What I liked about this movie, it's not 
an interesting plot. The act there's there's not much acting because you know it's an assassin movie. There's yeah, they yeah. shot it I think in Tokyo I think or they tried to make it look like it was shot in Tokyo. So they kind of like had to put that little ethnic twist on it. Anyway, what I really liked about this movie though, not the plot, not the acting, not the scenery. They had really decent camera work. So the director must have really focused on camera work than anything else. Maybe that's all he could control or she could control. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there were all these shots where, you know, they flip people over the table and the camera follows them, flips mm. with them. Say, for instance, if she's sandwiched in between two buildings that are really close together, her back is on one end and her foot is on the other end and she's just perched up there and she's shooting straight down and the camera angles are like really funky with that. Anyway, that kind of stuff was interesting with this movie, but everything else, mm, I've seen it before. Honestly, I feel so bad. I'm always out here roasting things as if I'm very unimpressed with shit. And that's because a lot of things are just <laughs> unimpressive. Speaking of unimpressive, I didn't want to talk about this, but now that I'm here, let's talk about the fucking Met Gala that happened this weekend. Oh, the Met See any part of the Met Gala? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The only person that walked in and I was like, they are serving is Iman. Mm. The supermodel, Iman. Everybody else that came in, they either did average work or they way underperformed. Mm. And people are out here on the fucking red carpet talking about, oh, this is really comfortable. Bitch, uh. we are raising, raising funds for the Costume Institute. You are supposed to show up in an elevated costume. We need costumes that are elevated. That's mm-hmm. what this night is for. I'm not here designing garments that can be worn on the fucking runway. I'm not yeah. designing garments. You know what I mean? And everybody was underperforming and I was mad about it. You didn't like Lil Nas X? You just disrespect I thought like that? that was slightly above average. And let, let's not get anything <laughs> wrong here. I love Lil Nas X. The reason why I gave him above average as opposed to fail is because <laughs> everything he brought. Oh, by the way, what he did was absolutely clever. It was extremely clever. That kid is clever on five million counts. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is each individual garment that he served is not something that I haven't seen before. Mm. The big balloon that he walked in, Gaga did that in the pink dress some three years ago. (laughs) We saw that once before. Then what he trans the whole setup where he gave three outfits, Gaga did that first. That's one. The second outfit that he was wearing, the metallic body corset, Mugler did that in the 90s. Mugler did that. Beyonce has used it in the Sweet Dreams video. She actually used it in one of her live performances. Like a lot of people have done several. Even um, Alexander McQueen had a version of it at some point. By the way, this is not the fashion episode. The fashion episode is coming. But what I'm saying is I've seen that one before. And the third thing he revealed too was pretty much a bodysuit, a sequined bodysuit. Every drag queen has that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, but do you understand what I'm saying? I do. So each individual concept was not something new. But the way he put it together and what people would consider as, you know, gender bending or you know blurring the lines as to right. that stuff is yeah good for him but <laughs> i thought even that could have been elevated even more this is why i give him above average i have to be fair i love this kid to death look the love of my life even but if you bring it to the runway and you are not serving me 100 percent, i'm calling you for it i'm sorry this is how it has to be one person that i really did not i was like are you fucking serious troy sivan First of all, I don't like him on any counts. I don't think his music is great. If you like <laughs> Troy Sivan and you're a fan of Troy Sivan, I'm sorry to you. I love that for you. I'm not trying to like rub you the wrong way. I'm just saying it's not for me. He showed up in a t-shirt maxi dress with a leather armband and some platform boots, all black. Now, don't get me wrong. He was serving Twink Body the house down boots. I love that for him. What I'm saying is that look should not have been on the runway at the mat. Yeah. It's very pedestrian. It's, it, people can say technically that could be a costume. And I'm like, yes. If you want to make that argument, my response to you is it is not an elevated costume. If you are going to show up on a runway and you're going to make a political statement with your outfit, mm-hmm. say, for instance, Black Lives Matter, or trans, uh, trans Lives Matter, or you're going to pay homage to a trans person who is iconic. Oh, I know. What you're if you're going to do that, that's great. But that can't be all that you do. 
Remember, this is a costume night. Yeah. That statement has to be elevated all the way that anybody who sees it, even before they even know it's a statement, they are gagged. Nikki Tutorials were a dress that was supposed to pay homage to Marsha P. Johnson. P stands for pay it no mind. And on her dress, the sash in the front at the tail says pay it no mind. And the dress was just a regular gown that had flowers on it. Mm. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> you oh. could do better than that. The, the direction I thought you were originally going in was... Love you, AOC, but the, like, regular-ass white dress that just said tax the rich on the back. <laughs> Which, like, I agree, tax the rich, but... <laughs> I, I try to give grace to people like that, for the most part, because here's the thing. People who attend Met Gala don't attend Met Gala on their own. As What I mean by that is, they don't just pay for their own invite. First of all, most people don't pay for a seat to attend the Met Gala. What usually happens is corporations, big fashion houses and whatever, whatever, they'll buy a table or several tables for the Met Gala, mm. and then they'll invite the artist that they want to invite. And for the artist that they invite, they'll dress that artist. Mm. So if I'm Givenchy and I have two tables and each table seats, whatever, 12 people, I don't know how many people, but I then invite 12 celebrities to be up at the table that I just bought. And then I show 12 Givenchy outfits. So they're going to walk down the runway in Givenchy clothes. The issue is those people don't typically get as much of a choice as to what garments Givenchy will give them. Givenchy may give them two or three choices and they get to pick which one that they want. But you see how like that already limits the number. Mm. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So sometimes those dresses are already like, or those outfits, whatever, they're, the people who are wearing them are kind of stuck. So Kim wearing Balenciaga, maybe she had one of three options and she picked the one that, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So what AOC did, which is why I'm cutting her some slack, is whatever they gave her, she put a very relevant spin on it, mm. which is very relevant to American politics. And what I think is very important, what I think is subversive about what she did is a lot of the conversation about taxing the rich is had among people who are middle class or lower mm. working class people, if that makes sense. Yeah. She took that conversation to a place that's mostly only extremely wealthy people. Hmm. and force that conversation to happen there yeah so aoc did the assignment correctly she gets a pass i wouldn't okay. say it's the most excellent outfit that has ever gagged me but she did the assignment correctly all those other motherfuckers though troy Sivan, he's the one i'm picking on right now because fuck his fuck his drag my <laughs> <laughs> raggedy bitch <laughs> who the fuck dressed that terrible terrible I'm fucking terrible <laughs> chloe and Haley, i love those two girls they are literally killing it right now but the outfits that they wore very pedestrian come on y'all could do better than that really and some other girl who's like an influencer or whatever she was wearing like this ribbed dress this i forget her name like this ribbed red dress i'm sorry you know what on the fashion episode i think i'm just going to go ahead and catalog all of these looks and rate them with a very strict criteria and explain to you why they all fucking suck. So the fashion episode is coming. Stay tuned. This is exactly what I'm going to do with half that fashion episode. Moving on. I can't wait. Wait, I need to address one more thing before you move on. The horse girl dress. <laughs> what? I need your thoughts on that horse dress. I don't understand it. I think that could have been an homage to American Westerns, but like it was a little too... That should have been last year for the camp. That would have been a very good theme. camp outfit. Yeah, but for... American fashion history, I don't know what she was going for there. There are a lot of dresses I look... Because, you know, if I can look at your dress and understand how you interpreted the theme, you've done a decent job. And I'm mm. not just saying that... Okay, this is going to sound like a flex. I'm saying that as someone who has some vague slash working knowledge of fashion history. So, say, for instance, you could pull out a reference that most people wouldn't get. But if that reference that you're pulling out is relevant to the theme, because I know that reference, I should be like, you got the assignment right. If... I can't understand what you've done. My dear, you've missed the assignment. 
Mm-hmm. Fashion scholars look at your outfit and they don't know what the fuck you're wearing. You missed the assignment. Mm-hmm. So that horse dress, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm just missing something about it. And that's why I don't understand it. And if I am, please somebody let me know. But I didn't get it. But I thought it was fucking whimsical. I liked the outfit. <laughs> I just didn't know if it fit the theme. Yeah. And the other girl, the other trans woman who wore um, the 1920s flapper outfit with the beaded dress. Mm. That was a beautiful dress. The mm-hmm. craft that went into that dress, beautiful. Yeah. I just didn't think that gagged me. I was like, okay, a dress with heavy pearls. Okay. It, it's great. It's great work. Don't get me wrong. But like, am I gagged? No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The horse dress was, was fun. I just don't understand how it relates to the assignment. <laughs> so, sorry. Back to, I forgot what I was even saying before I went off the fucking tangent of the Met Gala. But uh, I was talking about Kate, the assassin, yada, 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 camera work. Speaking of going through it, all the way through it. Do you know who missed jury duty? Me. Was- <laughs> my black ass missed jury fucking duty when i tell you i wish i had fucking assistance <laughs> i for someone who is absolutely very unimportant i don't understand why my life is so difficult <laughs> it doesn't have to be this difficult it shouldn't be this difficult but yet here we are so i got a jury summons that i'm supposed to show up for jury duty and of course i'm like all right cool it's the first time i've ever been actually because they sent me one before but like they had made a mistake so i just was like okay i sent them the thing letting them that they made a mistake so that was that but this time they didn't make a mistake they actually meant to call me mm. so i was like all right i've never been to jury duty before let me get all my ducks in a row make sure that i'm not fucking this up because you know i want to be that person so i go ahead i go online i register you let you answer the questionnaire yada yada, yada. so of course they tell you uh on the day before call them so they can let you know what you're supposed to do that kind of stuff so all right i get my calendar it said the 13th of the month all right september put in the 13th put it in my calendar put a 24-hour notice to let me know to get ready for it so i'm like all right all right literally alexa reminds me she goes oh prepare for jury duty the 13th was monday 12th was sunday so sunday i was like oh cool perfect timing i'll just get ready i'll go tomorrow so i'm getting myself together i'm getting all my documents putting everything together and i look at the date on the summons the date says 8 13 it does not say 913. Oh no. My black ass put it in my calendar for 913. Oh no. So you have to understand, now I'm panicking because I'm not one day late for jury duty. No, one week late for jury duty. I'm a whole month late. So I get up really I was like, first of all, they don't have a number you can call. <laughs> There's nothing you do. So I literally get up, I just, you know, get there as if that was the day and I was like, look guys, I fucked up. Like and for those of you who don't know, the penalty for missing a jury summons, it's actually an official misdemeanor. Oh. And yeah, the fine is a thousand dollars and up to ninety days in jail. Oh my god. Exactly. Oh, I did not realize it was all that serious. Exactly. Ah! If you listen to this podcast, do not fucking miss your jury summons don't fucking do it don't do it don't fucking do it i was shitting bricks because my dear i can't be out of commission for 90 days i i'm afraid to even get sick for literally two days i cannot be out of commission for two days my life will go up in smoke so fast (laughs) so i'm out here like because this is the most people like they have a spouse that can take care of things when they're gone they have like really close family members that can keep the ball rolling my dear it's all me it's me 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 no timothy just me and I was like, fuck. So I go up there and I'm like pleading and begging. I'm like, look, <laughs> I fucked up. I didn't mean to miss it. Like just, and the lady was like, all right, let's see what's up with that. So she grabs my paperwork. She looks all the stuff up. She was like, oh, they didn't even pick your number. <laughs> I was so happy when she said that. I was like, wait, they actually didn't need me that day. She goes, yeah, no, they didn't need you. I didn't, cause my next question was going to be like, okay, what if they needed me? Like what would have happened then? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to like push my luck too much. I was like, okay, so um, what do I do now? She goes, you go home. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> I tore out of there like a bat out of hell. I left there so fast. I was like, before they changed their mind to lock me up, let me just go. Yeah, so 
I was so afraid. So now, next time I get a jury summons, my dear, I'm checking that date two million times. <laughs> I'm, rem- I'm literally going to show it to somebody else and ask them to verify that the date that I see on the thing is the date. <laughs> because you know how it is? It's only me. I read the whole, like, everything made sense in my head the way I, because I actually went back to look at my calendar for 8.13 to see what the fuck. That day was actually a Friday. <laughs> and there was almost nothing on my calendar for that day was free. So I was like, how did I make the mistake of thinking it was 9.13? I, like, my brain looked at the paper, it said 8.13, and my, I just registered in my head as 9.13 how anyway so the next time i get a jury summons i'm literally gonna call somebody on facetime and show them the fucking paperwork so they like verify that the date that my i'm not going to jail my dear i i I don't want to go to jail so we're not doing that a second time but anyway shout out to baltimore city for being so patient with me thank you so much for not throwing me in jail i appreciate you so much thank you thank you you. i'm getting more wine before we talk about weddings yes (laughs) can you imagine i use my fucking phone call in jail to record an episode of big empty purse oh my god So the topic we'll be discussing today is weddings. So weddings have come up on the podcast before and we have already established that I am a huge sap. I love weddings. And you have stated you should not be invited to any weddings, only to divorce parties. (laughs) I stand by that statement. But this is a this is a theme that the people have requested before and I love weddings. So oh, and also my wedding anniversary is coming up. So hey. Anyway, so my four-year anniversary uh, of my wedding is next week. Time flies. <laughs> so Illuminae here was in my bridal party. I hope you now look back on that memory and feel old that that was four years ago, because I sure do. I don't like looking at my wedding pictures and being like, wow, I look younger. I don't love that. <laughs> this is not the aging episode. We already did that. <laughs> I mean, every episode is pretty much the aging episode on account of... <laughs> It's rough out here. Oh, God. It's just aging and childhood trauma. You should have called this the Childhood Trauma <laughs> Podcast. That's what's in the purse. <laughs> yeah, I will, on the other hand, say, you know, I know absolutely nothing about it, weddings. I have attended, as an adult, three weddings, which lets you know that people understand not to invite me to weddings. <laughs> they know this. Yeah, I've been to three weddings, one of which was my own sister's wedding. And I will say, though, I caught the boutonniere at my sister's wedding. And you have no idea how annoying that was. <laughs> All the relatives, there were like, oh, my God, congratulations for cat- catching the boutonniere. Like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to mm-hmm. bring somebody? And I wanted to slap every last one of them. Because it wasn't one. Like, it wasn't like two people said it. Like, the rest of the night, every single person would come to me and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Because, like, <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. I'm literally doing my fucking best. <laughs> You'll know what I know. How about that? Um, Yeah, but it... I actually didn't want to catch it. I was doing my best to avoid catching it. But everybody else was doing their best to avoid catching it because they didn't (laughs) want the rest of the family to, like, you you know, accost them. I was like, damn it, man. I guess I have to just take one for the team. Speaking of ceremonies and traditions, let's talk about that. There's as many wedding ceremonies as the day is long. But, and we actually looked up a lot of them. So for my wedding, at least, we had a friend officiate and he wrote the ceremony. Oh. Yeah, it was actually really great. So, so many of the ceremonies are like, I mean, most of them are based in religion and they're like very regimented and it felt like a very personal thing for me. I mean, I kept the basic structure of like vows and rings and yada yada, but we looked up, John and I, my husband, a bunch of different wedding ceremonies to cobble together ours, which was Mm. very fascinating, very informative. Uh, including we had two lines from the Church of Satan wedding ceremony. (laughs) Actually, a lovely ceremony. (laughs) I love this so much. I love it. So uh, it's supposed to be performed naked in the woods. We didn't 
adopt to that particular part. <laughs> but, but it was funny. We like we looked it up just for ha-has, but like a wedding in my mind is the like Christian wedding ceremony. It's like I could probably say the whole thing all the way through because it's cliched at this point. But the so like something like the Church of Satan ceremony was just fascinating. I mean, there was a lot of like hail Satan and like very weird fertility stuff in it. <laughs> but there were also just some like lines we stole, which was great. But there were there were like what was the phrase? Oh, it was like the closing line of the ceremony right before like you may now kiss the bride. Okay, I'll get into the there's so many directions to go with this. I don't want to just talk the whole time. But anyways, the line at the end that we stole from the Church of Satan was the work of joy is done and yet begun, which I liked. I also just like at that point we were determined. So we had like and I think this is a point of contention, especially with a lot of people in our generation is like getting married in the church or not and or having uh, a religious ceremony and officiant or not. Honestly, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. I would be extremely confused. I've never thought about weddings, <laughs> but marriage because it's not a marriage. This is not the marriage episode. This is the wedding episode. But like marriage as a legal binding contract, I have thought about that a decent amount. <laughs> but yeah, no, the whole like wedding church no thing, I don't I don't understand how that works. Cause I'm I'm just like I'm of the mindset of the wedding is a party. In my <laughs> mind. It's a party. So if you really want to do a party and you want to do it all the way, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can keep a little of the tradition of, you know, you may not just abide, whatever, whatever. Although yes. I feel like that's very one directional. Yes. I would rather prefer the couple may not kiss each other, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. But I think that's the kind of stuff that our generation worries about. Like really all these traditions are a little kind of one-sided. They're a little, they keep all the very terrible patriarchal nonsense, but yeah, I was, no. I was about to say a little bit. Wedding traditions are all heteronormative as fuck. Everything. Oh, wow. Every aspect Shit. of a wedding is just like, just like the pinnacle of heteronormativity. Like... We tried to fuck with as little of it as possible. There were some things we kept on just out of sort of, it's irritating because weddings are like so steeped in tradition and there's things that's like, you know, it was at your parents' wedding and your grandparents' wedding and da 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 that you've been like thinking about as you grow up. Like a father walking a woman Mm. down the aisle. Is that based in like basically being sold to another man's family? Yes, it sure is. That's absolutely where it comes from. So like, do I love that part? No. But have I always like pictured like having that like nice moment with my dad? Yes. So like there were a lot of weird points in the wedding planning process where it's like, this is problematic, but also like I want to have these nice moments and I've just sort of always envisioned it this way. So like there were parts where we got more creative and parts where we were like, you know what? Stick with it. We, we don't need to burn down the whole patriarchy with our wedding. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to say. I know that sometimes the parents of the people who are doing the wedding, almost specifically the mother of the bride, can tend to impose Mm -hmm. a lot on how things should go on that day. I've seen that happen a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the parents in general. I, I just, and I don't know if it's because sometimes the parents are paying for some or most of the wedding. Because, man. I got to say, if I got to get married and someone is going to call the shots at my own wedding simply because they are offering to pay for a portion of it, I'm burning that check. (laughs) Yeah. I will return that money. I don't know if it's because I'm too prideful or whatever. It's just, I'm not selling my happiness. Yeah. It's... It's not worth it. It's not worth it. If this is my vision of what I picture as, you know, the perfect day that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and you're like, oh, we can't do it that way. Why? Because I'm going to pay. No, my dear. Keep that over there. Keep that way over there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's the way it is. Yeah, no, weddings are, I sort of have the same view as you. Like there's, there's some sentimental parts, but it's mostly a party. But man, for a party, it is an emotional powder keg for people's families. <laughs> what the it fuck? It is an emotional powder keg. <laughs> and yeah, you would think like, this is a celebration of these two people. Like, shouldn't it be about these, what these two people want? 
Like, mm-hmm. but that, uh, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, and the money getting involved just makes it all yep. very complicated. Religion getting involved makes it very complicated. It's not, it's not the best. It's not the greatest. But you know what, though? The drama that comes out, that I love. <laughs> See, when that drama shakes loose, I love it. It's, there's nothing more delicious. It's just, mm. <laughs> I, I personally don't want to be in the middle of it, but like I see it going down. I'm like, this is about right. This is oh, about yeah. Right. No, if you're not in the middle of it, it's hilarious. <laughs> I will say I when it. you are in the middle of it, <laughs> where I may or may not have been. And the other thing is like weddings are, I mean, speaking of money, oh my God, weddings are expensive. Crazy expensive. Yet yeah, they'll go take loans and be tens of thousands in debt for this one day party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're extremely expensive. I think the average wedding is like the price of a car. Like you could buy a car for the cost of like an average wedding. Just buy a car. Just buy a car. <laughs> I say this as someone who had a big wedding that was expensive. That we would, <laughs> but like we, and we had, both of our families helped us pay for it. I, I will say if they hadn't, we would not have taken out a loan for a wedding. No, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I was super thankful for them. We got to have like great, great wedding. Like a lot of what I had sort of always envisioned and it was beautiful and all of that. But yeah, yeah. big and big and small weddings is funny because it's one of those things that the definition will completely change depending on who you're talking to. So I had about yeah. 150 people at my wedding, which is right in the spot where like some people hear that number and go, oh God, that's a huge wedding. And other people are like, wow, that was a pretty small wedding. Uh- <laughs> Who said that? (laughs) That's a big wedding to me. Yeah, it felt big to me. I would have had to start branching out so much further to get more people than that at that (laughs) wedding. There were already people which like this is another funny thing with when like parents are involved in paying. They'll be like, well, such and such is my hairdresser and she invited me to her daughter's wedding. So I should really invite her and her daughter because you never even met the person before. He's like, I don't know them. Yeah. There's like a lot of like people do these like courtesy invitations. Like why? That person's not going to come. And if they do come, like we don't want them here. Why? Why? Why are we inviting them? (laughs) Just to say you did. Yeah. There's a lot of people you invite just to say you did. Not the move. Unless they buy you presents. That is one nice thing. That is one. This is not even like this is a complete side thing. But man, presents at a wedding. That is great. You get I mean, you don't get your whole value back. Don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. (laughs) But people do get very generous with wedding presents. So that part is nice. And that's okay. I suppose then that that could bring up the topic of attendance, right? Mm-hmm. Not to say it like that, but to say it like that, my presence at somebody's wedding, motherfucker, that is my gift. <laughs> that is my gift. And I will tell you why. <laughs> if I show up to your wedding, I'm not half-stepping my showing up to your wedding. Mm-hmm. If I'm showing up, I am doing more than the most. <laughs> I'm not half-stepping your wedding. So my presence, I'm not just showing up. I'm showing up, but I'm, I'm showing out. That's one. And two, my time is very precious, my dear. <laughs> there is nothing that I think is more expensive than my own time. Nothing. So if I am using my time for your wedding, (laughs) that is also my gift. Everything above that is extra on my part. Now, there's some people who, whose time is very worthless. <laughs> put it that way. Them showing up to your wedding, you should not be impressed by. You should not be impressed by that at all. They got nothing doing. They got absolutely nothing doing. They're not going through it. Their life is not rough. They are just on here smooth sailing on autopilot. They can afford to attend your fucking wedding. And they will show up and wear some off-the-rack shit <laughs> <laughs> from Target or <laughs> Ross or Marshalls or TJ Maxx. And that's going to be that on that. I hate to say it like that. See how I'm just roasting people for no reason? I didn't mean to come on this episode and just completely start roasting people. It started with the Met Gala and I haven't stopped since. Came here and chose violence today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So one of my cousins had like one of those high society weddings in Nigeria, which I didn't Mm. attend, obviously. But then I saw the photos on the back end and I was like, it was extremely unnecessary. (laughs) They had a procession convoy. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not fucking worth it. It's not worth it. Like spending all this money to flex on people who don't even like you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Why are you flexing on them? Why? Why? That I didn't understand. But I feel like they kind of have to do it because like you are going to be part of high society as a couple for the rest of your lives. You can't miss that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this this is your life. You can't you can't does that make sense? Like you're trapped there. Yes. You're, you're gonna get married, you're gonna leave your whole life meeting these people every place you go. when you when you get contracts for work, these are the people you're gonna work with, that kind of stuff for the rest of your life. <laughs> you're trapped. So you can't ha- you're trapped. Honestly, I thought about yeah. it. I was like, I would never. And then I was like, ah, the reason why they had to do this is because they are trapped. Mm. If they had half-stepped this wedding for the rest of their marital lives, they, they have to do this. <laughs> I don't know why we're like this. Flowers, so, <laughs> wedding flowers, florists, huh? Expensive. Ugh, so I know. Expensive. My aunt ran, uh, my aunt, she probably still does when I lived with her. She ran a wedding planning slash event decoration business <laughs> i tell you it was a big to do she was on the phone screaming constantly because if they sent her literally one flower less than the amount that she ordered or they sent her the wrong color of flowers not only like the the actual strain of flower is the right one it's just the wrong color maybe by a shade or a hue my dear she was calling them and screaming <laughs> I was like, but it's a fucking flower. Yeah. It's a flower. Honestly, though, what they were paying for, whoever hired her was not paying for the actual flower. They were paying for her screaming on the phone. (laughs) The amount of screaming that she did, that's what she got paid for. Because, my dear, why are flowers so expensive? I don't know. They grow outside. (laughs) They grow outside. Outside. That's where they grow. They grow outside. (laughs) They do grow outside. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're so expensive. I mean, they're beautiful. But my mother-in-law, the day after the wedding, because also you have to like, they're yours. Like they don't just stay at the wedding venue. Like you you need to take them with you. Oh shit. How do you get rid of them? You just like pawn them off on people. You're like, please take flowers, <laughs> take them, take them. And you just like <laughs> shove them in, in their hands and like run away before they can think about whether they want these flowers. And you just no. leave. <laughs> yeah, my mother-in-law had like all of the flowers that we couldn't pawn off on people. She brought them back to her house because we had a brunch there the next morning. <laughs> she was like, I feel like I'm living in a funeral home. <laughs> this is flowers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. A lot of all this stuff gets wet. The wedding cake. Oh my God. We talked about how expensive shit is, but that wedding cake, as if it's more than yeast and flour. I know. <laughs> and icing. When I tell you that wedding cake, tens of thousands of dollars. I know. It's a regular I get so upset. Cake. I'm like, this cake, first of all, we're not going to eat half this cake. We're going to waste it. And what my sister told me is when they went to go look at cake designs, half the stack of cake is not even cake. Mm-hmm. They have like all sorts of styrofoam and cardboard on the inside. Yeah. So you can fuck around and chew styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. for as much money as you're paying, half of that is actually styrofoam. What gives? Yeah. Like she's like, they actually have to coach you as to how to cut the cake so you don't cut the styrofoam <laughs> and the stilts that are holding it upright. Because the thing is, you could cut it, you could fuck around and cut it the wrong way and the whole thing collapses. And then you could also fuck around and cut it the wrong way and just give somebody a piece of styrofoam. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> for as much money as we're paying, it's not even cake. I, I know something that a lot of people do is to have like a very, very small decorative cake that's like out and that the bride here here i go the performative stuff with the heteronormative nonsense that the two people getting married do the like cake cutting and they feed each other the Mm -hmm. little piece of cake but then the cake that they serve everyone is the same flavor but it's just like a sheet pancake that's Uh, smart yeah that is very smart we did not diy shit for our wedding absolutely not we like went into it being like oh well we'll save some money it'll be a nice fun craft thing like no, no 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 i'm glad you didn't no. People are always like, you go to a wedding where they DIY a bunch of stuff and people are like, oh, look, they made it the 
own cells? Like, no. I know somebody who folded like 300 tiny paper cranes for their wedding. Don't tell me they weren't miserable. Don't tell me they didn't hate every minute of their life of (laughs) past crane number five. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. This is the way I see it. And this is the way I see most things in life. I look at things in terms of value of time as opposed to Mm -hmm. value of money. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to spend 40 hours doing that, I think of how much it would cost to pay a professional to do that. Mm -hmm. If that amount is less than what I would pay myself for 40 hours worth of work, I'm paying the professional. Yeah. My time is worth way more. Yeah. Way more. And the professional could do it faster and better. Mm-hmm. And that is literally their livelihood. They know how to do it. They probably hopefully enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. pay that motherfucker to do it. No, no, no. And I know some of the, like, some, uh, it's like a personalized thing. Like, I know another wedding, which it was actually really sweet. They, um, and I think this was some of the parents of the couple had done this as sort of a present. But the, the couple really liked books. Like one of them was a writer mm-hmm. and they really loved books and they made all of these um, paper flowers. Although I think they did this instead of real flowers, which... Saved them probably some more money. Yeah, but they made all of these little paper flowers out of pages of books, which were really cool. I would not, uh-huh. but I actually still have one because it's made from Twilight. <laughs> I just like reading. It's like, this is Twilight. <laughs> this is Twilight on this yeah. flower. There's some things I don't believe should be DIY. Like no. weddings... Do not DIY a wedding. Actually, I don't believe a lot of things should be DIY because there is a reason that professionals do it. Mm-hmm. There is some level of quality control that unless you are going to do that quality of control, this DIY is not worth it, my dear. Just no, don't. Don't do The only thing I was going to say is with respect to weddings, if you are going to have a wedding, let me just say this right now. I don't care what your parents say. I don't care what kind of religion and affiliation you do. Put some liquor in that wedding. Oh, yes. If you are having a dry wedding, stop it. Just go ahead and stop it. Absolutely Please stop not. it. No. Because the liquor, it's not because of you and a religious belief. My dear, me attending your wedding, I cannot do this shit sober. Absolutely not. It's for me. Absolutely not. I'm not going to make you sit there and watch me like slow dance with my dad for three minutes without giving you alcohol. Like what? Thank you. You're not going to do that sober. Are you serious? I'm not, I'm not a maniac. What? Well, I don't know if you remember at my wedding, and this is part of why the reason we chose the venue is because they were they were like, alcohol will be available to people at every moment. We served champagne before the ceremony, like as people were walking in, which resulted in several people dropping champagne flutes during the ceremony. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I definitely, now that you bring it up, I remember it. Which honestly, I loved. That was like so on brand for us. I was like, before the ceremony is even over, people are like, breaking champagne glasses. I was like, this is the type of party I wanted to celebrate me and my wedding. (laughs) Honestly, we could do a whole podcast just on heteronormative nonsense from weddings, but one of the ones that's just like the boomer jokes about how getting married ruins your life. Your life is over and men will never get to have sex again. And oh, eh, ah, it's just so gross and weird. And like, I'm really sorry that you hate your spouse. Like what? I'm, happy like what where these fucking jokes come from like i even have a hard time like talking about wedding stuff because so much of it is like all of the terms of it are like bride and groom like even like you were in my bridal party and i probably called you a bridesmaid a few times because like that's just like the word because like it's assumed that the bride's whole party is going to be women and like mine was two men and four women (laughs) like so, so like so traditionally there's, you have the bridal party and the groom's party and like both of their attendants. Attendant is actually, I think, the like best yeah, gender neutral term. term. So they each have their attendants and they like at the beginning of the ceremony process down the aisle in pairs of one bridal attendant, one groom attendant. Again, I'm using bride and groom because all of this is based on that. All of it, all of it, all of it. <laughs> ah! Anyways, just going to roll with it for now. They process down in pairs. 
because I had men in my bridal party, this resulted, as you know, in some pairs of two men walking down the aisle to go from point A to point B and stand in their spot for the ceremony. We weren't forcing anyone to get married at our wedding. But would I tell you, like, the hairdresser I went to for my trial was like, wait, but you're gonna have two men walking down the aisle together? Can't they just, like, walk on their own? It's like, why, 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 why? They're not, we're not, what? They're just walking, what? It's just a walk, just a walk. not even with a vengeance. Or like the fact that through all of the planning, everyone assumed that I, that my opinion was the only one that mattered. So I'm in a hetero relationship. My husband and I would go places. They wouldn't even look at him. They wouldn't talk to him. They just assumed that I had like dragged him along his arm candy. He has much stronger opinions than I do on napkin colors and such. And he would say something and we'd be like meeting with a florist or like touring a venue and they'd be like, oh, look who's involved in planning the wedding. Like. I don't, I can't even, I'm exasperated. I can't even, I'm just sighing all over the place because I'm just like, why does it matter? Yeah, which again, this is not the marriage or yeah, this is the wedding and not the marriage episode. So this will come up right. again, but I'll, I'll bring it up again then because my name is not Mrs. John Ellis. I will fucking fight you. My name is not Mrs. John Ellis. I lose my shit when I get something addressed to Mr. and Mrs. John Ellis. Yes, people still oh do that. God. I was not consumed by him when we got married. First of all, it's fucking doctor. Second of all, I have my own first name. Ah, Let them have it. Jesus Christ. Ooh, I can't. I can't. I've never been to a queer wedding yet. You haven't? Have I? Have I not? Oh my God. You haven't? Oh, that was one of the weddings that got canceled in uh, in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to. Oh my God. This was, this was beautiful. I was so excited for this fucking wedding. I'm so mad it didn't happen. One of John's family members. One of his female cousins. Nobody knew she was bisexual. She had dated men and she chose to come out as bisexual by telling everyone that she was engaged to a woman and they were invited to her wedding. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. See, this this right here, I support this. Just live your life and do your damn thing. Oh and just announce you're getting married. And if they ask you who you're getting married to, just say a woman. And they were going to get married on Halloween. It's like, I'm so fucking ready for this lesbian Halloween wedding with the uncomfortable family who did not know she was bisexual. Like, I'm, oh, I was so re- excited. Are they rescheduling it? And are they sticking to the Halloween thing? They got married on Halloween in 2020 with just like, them and like one or two other friends oh so they just downsized it and made so, it oh man so they might have another party again but i don't know oh, i, I love this i think they've already lived out the halloween fantasy so <laughs> i was so yeah. excited though oh man here's a completely random fun fact so you know how miriam webster is like the rebel dictionary that just like adopts terms <laughs> way before others do yeah so I've realized looking back now that sometimes this backfires on them and they adopt terms that like don't actually stay. (laughs) I was looking back at words they had added into the dictionary and one of them was garage for gay marriage. I could have told them for free that I wasn't gonna make it. (laughs) Don't put garage in the dictionary. So that concludes our episode on weddings. Thanks everybody for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us point out all of the heteronormative bullshit that we didn't get a chance to talk about on this podcast because it's not long enough for all of it. And let us know what you'd like us to talk about in the future. On next week's episode, we'll be discussing podcasts. Until next time, peace.